are welcome to Faith to Faith broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor T.B. Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Taking the message of around the world by the power of the Holy Spirit. We give you praise. And let the people of God say loud Amen. Let the people of God rejoice tonight. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Let's try and contain until Saturday. Amen. So that we can talk a little. Praise God. Saturday is a night of raw manifestations. When I saw Saturday... I determined that let me do the talking today and tomorrow. It was the fire of Saturday that people are trying to break into. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. This is a night of transfiguration. You'll be changed into another man. Jesus went up a mount with Peter, James, and John. He went with people. You know, and when they got up there, suddenly, it was not the same Jesus they went up with that they saw. You have friends that came with you for this program. Suddenly. Amen. Amen. It's not the same person that came for the meeting that they will see. There will be transfigurations. They will see who God has really made you. Praise the Lord. In 2 Kings 4, I think it was the third verse, he was saying to the lady, he said, Go abroad to your neighbors and borrow vessels. Then he said, Borrow not a few. Some of you came with one desire. No, borrow vessels. Amen. Borrow not a few. Hallelujah. All your desires will be filled. So, what was happening when we started worshiping? Some of you, you just attended the meeting. But what started happening to you was that the Spirit of God started expanding your heart and planting new desires in your heart because He wants to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. Tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday, you will be set for 2017. Alright? Some internal things will happen to you. They are necessary for what you will meet through the year. Glory to Jesus. Out of spiritual maturity, I am not jumping into the river. Amen. (laughs) Glory to God. 
so um, if you came here believing for healing um, healing is available amen alright um, we are going to be releasing babies amen. amen for those believing God for the fruit of the womb glory to Jesus and um, this is a betting place for the things that ought to come out of you this year for some of you conception will take place in this program for some of you you will give birth in this meeting are you with me are we together he said, ah, how can he conceive and give birth? It's in scripture, Isaiah 6, 6, 8. He said, shall a nation be born at once? Amen. He said, as soon as what? Zion travels. What happened? She brought forth her children. So some of you, conception will take place. Words will come to you and to plant a desire in your heart. Alright? So let me just start with the things the Lord said to me this evening. And then I'll get into the core teaching. I hope we will not be interrupted. Amen. Alright, let me plead with um, parents that are with children. You are responsible for your child. We didn't have provision for children's church this evening. So, um, every parent be in control of your own um, child. Let them not roam around so you keep them by you. If they are crying or they need attention, you take them out, attend to them, and then you come back in. So, every parent, please take care of your own child. Amen. Let me appreciate the pastors of the nice Assembly here. Amen. <laughs> Pastor Pele Davis from Yenegua. Pastor Adegunwa Oyekola. Pastor Delphine Davis. Pastor Dabota. Pastor Eno Briggs and my beloved wife, Pastor Sandra Peters. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Please be seated. I may appreciate uh, a dear, dear brother, a great, great partner and friend to the ministry, Pastor Chris Nwala. Hallelujah. Thank you. The senior pastor of Prosperous People's Church here in Port Harcourt. I see a beloved family here, um, Doctor and Doctor Mrs. Chief Doctor and Doctor Mrs. Abua. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you so much for coming. God bless you. They've been strong, strong, great supporters to what the Spirit of God is doing here. Hallelujah. Your life will never remain the same. I'm not saying it like what they say before they preach. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So I started by saying to you that conception will take place. There are things you never imagined for 2017. It will be planted in your spirit tonight. And because of these meetings... That means there are outcomes, there are outputs, there are fruits, there are manifestations, there are projects that up until now as I'm speaking, you've not thought of it. But the Spirit of God 
will plant it in your heart. Are we together? And it will come to pass this year. Then you will say, it never crossed my mind that this kind of thing will ever happen. But God put it in my heart. And God has brought it to pass. Glory to Jesus. Alright, so I, I will plead with you. Pay attention. Um, there's a way these kind of meetings are. Um, um, it can jump on you from any way. Amen. Alright? Um, it's not a lecture. Are you understanding me? Uh, it's not a lecture. So, um, we could be going in a particular direction and boom, something will explode in this other side. The only thing I'm going to hold back is to scatter the place. Amen. Are you understanding me? That's what I'm going to hold back. So, Saturday. Don't worry. Saturday. 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 Amen. Uh, from a few that will not be satisfied until there is a scattering on Saturday. Amen. Saturday. Amen. Amen. Saturday. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, sometimes um, it's, it's an anointing. Amen. Alright? It's an anointing. You know, some people don't understand that how it is that a man of God walks into a meeting and people's hearts begin to burn. Amen. Are we together? And um, you, you say praise the Lord. And it's as if you, you poured fire on people. Are you understanding me? It's an anointing. Alright? It's an anointing. The Bible talked about Peter. He said, while he yet speak, the Holy Ghost, what? Fell on all them that heard his word. Acts 10, 44. While he yet speak, while he yet speak, he had not concluded, the Holy Ghost fell on them. That didn't happen for everybody. And that didn't happen all the time. But the scripture recorded it because it was something exceptional. I took a friend of mine that would have been 1998. How many years ago was that? Eight, eight, 19 now. Yeah, okay, 1998. So I went to preach somewhere. So I told him, I said, before I started preaching, I said, come and see what I'm doing. You know? So he followed me for the meeting. So I said, let me tell you how the anointing will flow in this meeting. I was like, how do you know? I said, let me tell you so that you see how it will flow. When I start talking, the people in front will first catch it. Then you will slowly see like a river until you catch the last person at the back. He said, how will you know? I said, you will know. Just be watching. Stand there. Be watching. So I came into the place and then I started talking. When I started talking, I didn't make a lot of noise before I started talking. I just came in and started talking. Maybe like two people were paying attention. After four, after five, I just kept talking. I just kept talking. Then this row, then that row. Then the person, someone at the back just jumped up. I looked at him. He said, I can see it, I can see it. <laughs> How are you able to explain the move of the Spirit like that? Glory to God. That was 1998. When we stand to speak, sometimes that river of fire, amen, begins to flow. Some of you think there's a warmth you feel on you. You think it's the weather. It's not the weather. It's as I'm talking. Amen. It's not the weather. Some of you didn't plan to listen. You don't know why you are listening. It's the Spirit of God. 
And then some of you, as I'm talking, prayer is welling up from within you. It's not ordinary. It's the Spirit of God. And there are diverse manifestations going on at the same time. When a scripture is quoted, it might be a scripture you've read before, but when it's quoted, you understand it better. You know, sometimes people think that, see, I I believe in um, ministerial training. I believe in Bible school and all that. I believe in that. But you see, this is not Bible school. This is not ministerial training. It's raw unction. It's not Bible training. It's 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 not... it's not. It's the power of God. Are we together? And these things are real to us. You know, there are some things that are important to you. And they might not be important to other people. A lady can be watching Z-World and start crying. You'll be wondering, why are you crying? What's wrong with you? It's not real to you. To her is real. Are you understanding me? To her is real. But to you is not real. A man can be watching a match between Arsenal and Chelsea and they scored his team. He starts, he starts, he starts throwing things and getting angry. Then a woman is passing by and says, what's wrong with him? It's not just a game. To her is not real. To him, this is life. These things we are talking about is life. They are real to us. Amen? They are real to us. That we are living in the reality of these things. We are not preaching the gospel because we don't have any other thing to do. There is nothing more important than it anyway. But that is not why we are preaching the gospel. Is a calling, is a summoning from heaven. Are you understanding me? You hear testimonies, people come out and share testimony. You think they are joking. You've not had a problem before. If you have a problem, you know they are not joking. Amen. When, you, when your own problem comes, I'll pray with you. You know that they are not joking. Amen. You think they are joking. You see all these people gathered here, you think they don't know what they want to do with their lives? Is the anointing. Praise God. You can have one or two coincidences. You cannot have thousands of coincidences. Are you understanding me? I remember the first time um, we prayed for somebody who had a terminal disease and got healed. And somebody said, Ah, it's a coincidence. <laughs> I used to laugh at that. I said, you will see many more coincidences like that. Because we see that all the time. It is real. Because Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. And he has mandated us to do what we are doing. When I laugh at people that are still arguing about spiritual things. You understand that? You know, uh, you know, is the devil really real? You understand that? Is there really a devil? Is there really hell? <laughs> there is hell, please. There is a devil. I've seen him before. Amen. 
I can ask him to show up in your home. There's a devil. There's a devil. I was still a teenager. And at that time in my life, apart from maybe my childhood, I not had any major encounter. You know. But I had been spending time praying. I was in my parents' home. And then I was lying down. And um, on my bed. And from the roof or the ceiling now, a dark, there was no light. You know the scripture we're going to read, I hope we'll get there, where the Bible talks about gross darkness. Darkness, there's no light, so the place is dark. But darkness from the ceiling, like smoke, started coming in. I'd never seen that kind of thing before, so my eyes were open, I was looking at it. It came in and filled and formed a layer over me and then it changed and it was a person. And when I saw the person, the Holy Spirit from within me told me, that is the devil. Now, I was calm. It was right over me. And then he said, that's the devil. After a few minutes, the same way it came, he left. Then, one or two, three minutes. You know how they give you an injection, anesthesia, what they call it, anesthesia, and then, so that you don't have pain. Then when it wears out, you know that kind of thing. Eh? So, I didn't have any fear until, I don't know what to call it, but it wore out. Hey! <laughs> but something happened. At that time in my life, I was have, asking questions. And then I said, if the devil is real, then God is real. Amen. <laughs> so he made a mistake by showing up to try to scare me. Amen. You only confirmed, if you are real, then God is real. Not long after that, an angel walked up to me. The Lord told me to share these things with you, so I'm sharing them. And, um, and he said, he came with a message. A bright light, shaft of light from under the door broke into the place he was staying. Now, these two experiences were not the same day, alright? The devil and it was not the same day. Broke in. And then I, as I was looking, an angel just walked through and came in. The bigger one was in front, there was another one behind, who seemed like he didn't want to be seen. But he had to come. So both of them walked to me and then um, I was in a place and I needed help. So they walked up to me. And then he said, the Father sent us. I will never forget. Then he delivered the message. But I interrupted him when he said, the Father sent us. I now turned. I didn't plan to say it. Now, I didn't know an angel was going to visit me that day. Hello? I didn't know an angel was going to visit me that day. I, didn't, I was not praying for an angelic visitation. It just happened. I was not in faith for it. It just happened. So, when he walked in and said, the Father sent us, what came out of my mouth? I think naturally I'm a polite person. I believe so. I have a sense of courtesy and all that. So, I was trying to greet them back. You understand? So, I said, I'm an anointed man of God. 
So I stretched my hand. And he said, we know. So you know, sometimes people get offended when they say, he's an Amman. He said, why will he say that? The angel was not angry. This was 1996. He said, I know. Then he said, Father sent us. Then he delivered the message. And they left. Now, I'm saying this to you because I want you to understand that these things are real to us. And anytime I talk about it, I feel the power of God upon me. Again. They are real to us. Hallelujah. Lift your hands everywhere and thank the Lord Jesus for His love, for His mercy, for His faithfulness, His goodness, His kindness towards us. Give Him praise. Give Him glory. We give you glory. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Praise the Lord. So we have not followed cunningly devised fables. We have not followed cunningly devised fables. We didn't learn the walk we were called. Hallelujah. There are things that were happening that we didn't know the explanation of the things. Is later we read and knew what they meant. Are you understanding what I'm saying? There are some terminologies that are accepted in Christendom today. You say, oh, you say some things. We didn't know what those things were. We were already working in them. Then later we found out what it was called. Amen? Some of the manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit. It is even other Christians that will now be explaining, that thing you did now is the gift of healing. I say, okay, okay. This one now is the gift of working. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we didn't know what it was. They used to bring people from different places to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Different, then I was now in university. Different universities, they bring them and then we get them filled with the Spirit of God on the street corners, um, back of classroom, birthday parties, getting people filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, I didn't see it as anything. Until someone now explained something to me, and I, oh, it's the gift, it's the gift of laying on of hands. Okay, I didn't know, I didn't know. Okay, is that what it's called? <laughs> I just knew that anytime I touch people, something enters them. I touched a guy in 1991. In 98, I met him. He said, Your finger is still burning in my soul. I didn't know the scriptures. I didn't know those things. I just knew that when I touch them, something happens. Glory to Jesus. Then as we start studying scriptures, we start understanding you know, the, what the prophets were saying. Oh, Habakkuk was speaking and he was talking about how horns are coming out of his hands and that in his hands is the hiding place of his power. Ah! Okay, that's what happens. I didn't know that. People will come with problems. And I used to wonder why they used to come. We had testimonies even before we knew we had testimonies. 
Did you hear what I'm saying? We were in our first year in school. Now, as I'm speaking, listen, I'm ministering to you. Amen. Receive. Okay. It's not when I say the title of my messages. That's when you now know that I've started. I've already started. Oh, hello. I've started. You know I've started. Okay. We were in our first year in school. So we had a lecture. And then we had a break. Then to have another lecture. So in between the time, um, they were having another class. In the place we were supposed to have a class. So we didn't want to go far. So we sat somewhere close. And we were just hanging out, not doing anything. And they were, my friends were sitting on the pavement. So I said, let's just share scriptures. So I brought out my Gideon's New Testament, small Bible. Opened it and started teaching. It was not a service. We were outside the class. We just started teaching. And shared maybe for 20 or 30 minutes. I said, this was my heart to share. We finished. I didn't, I didn't close with a prayer. We just stopped and entered the class. I didn't take it as anything important or anything serious. But see, years passed. And there was a lady, a girl, that was in our university that changed to another university. And um, she was, years later, years later, she was having a Thanksgiving. And they invited me. You know, oh, I've not seen her for a long time. Oh, she's having, what's she having Thanksgiving for? Say she had health challenges in school. She almost died. Uh, blah, 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 and all that, and all that. So she's having a Thanksgiving. She's trying to reach out to all her old friends. This were the pre-GSM days. There was no GSM at that time. So we reached out to all of us. And we came for the meeting. I, I came to her house. Now, she had not seen me for a long time. She was not even expecting me. She's not the one that invited me directly. Someone invited someone that invited me. You know, that kind of thing. But I came. So not knowing that she wanted to share her testimony that day, and in the testimony she said, Oh, I went through school. Um, in my academics and concerning my health, it was a, a, something cancer, it was something related to cancer, a young girl. She said, What kept me through was a message that when I was in my former university, a brother, she didn't even know I was around, and she called my name, shared with us, and any time death came, that was the, his voice that I would hear, and he'd bring me out. Are, are you understanding me? Now, we have several of those kind of testimonies. So I was, I was hearing. Then somebody else will come and say, That thing you did for her, please do it for me. Let me be honest with you. In those early days, it's not that I believed in it. I'll just say, Okay, go in the name of Jesus. Then they'll come and say, that day you went, this and this and this and this happened. Let me even tell you a story that will surprise you. I was in secondary school. From five. We were being naughty. We were not, we were being naughty. I don't, go, I don't want to go into the details for security reasons and for, and for my political career. <laughs> you know. <laughs> now I'm not a politician. So... Um, how do I tell the story without indicting myself? <laughs> a fellow lost his wristwatch. Not that he lost it. Someone took his wristwatch from him. Um, in those days, they used to have all those guys like form gangs and then they collect things from people. Then you have to pay money to collect your item back. How many of you know those things? They used to call them panicker. 
in those days. So, they collected his stuff and um, he was my classmate. His mother bought him a very expensive wristwatch from the UK. And she used to keep it in her room. We were all like 14, 15, about that time. So she, she bought this expensive wristwatch and um, he, he's supposed to only use it to go to church on Sundays. So on Sundays she brings it out. They go to church. Then after service she collects it and keeps it back. You know that kind of thing. But he needs to show his friends in school. You understand that? That he has that kind of wristwatch. So he smuggled the wristwatch out of his parents' room and took it out. And that's where it thing got missing. So before the next Sunday, the watch has to be in the mother's room. Are you understanding me? So he was running around like, Hey, who is going to help me? So they were discussing it. And uh, I heard. So I had a problem with my classmates. And I threatened him that I have a babalao. <laughs> so that classmate now went to tell this one that uh, TV has a babalao. Maybe his babalao will help you get the wristwatch. So he came and met me. And I didn't have any babalao, but I had to keep going. You understand that? <laughs> because that babalao thing was keeping me from being bullied. <laughs> Alright. This is a real story. <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling this. Well, long and short, um, and I told him, Come, you meet my babalao. Now, I'm not going to tell you all the details. But surprisingly, he came. And I didn't have a babalao. So, I'm skipping a lot of things. But I now told him, Go. Go and meet the guy that took your wristwatch. When you get there, tell him, Give me my watch. He will give you. He believed. I didn't do it under anointing, no. Now I'm telling you, I have many of those kind of stories. I didn't do it under anointing. I didn't pray. I didn't do it. I just told him like that. And he went. When he got to the guy, he just went and said, Give me my watch. The guy just took the watch and put it in his pocket. I gave it to his hand. So when they came to school, everybody was talking about it. But me, I know that. I don't know how it happened. Years passed. The guy is a medical doctor today in the UK. We had met somewhere one time. He said, I want to find out about that thing. <laughs> I said, you don't want to know. <laughs> well, but what I'm trying to say in essence is that we have had, now I understand what it was that God had anointed my words. Then I didn't know what it was. And then you now have people that were in form one with us. And in form two. And they'll say, you told me I was going to be a politician. Now I am a politician. In class. Today, words will be spoken over you. They will set your cause. In the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. Isaiah 60, verse 1. In Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, 
It says, Arise, shine, for your light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Let's read further. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Say, Arise. Shine. He said, For your light is come. Go back to verse 1. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. This year is our year to shine. Is our year to shine. Is our year to shine. It's a year to function as lights. This scripture is our experience this year. From verse 1 to 22, meditate on it. It is the experience of 2017 now I want to say something to you the prophetic nature of the scriptures you should understand the Bible says that there is no scripture of private interpretation we understand that but at the same time the Bible says that all these things were written for our learning what it means is this Every human experience that anybody will ever have has been already embedded in scriptures. Are we together? That wherever you are now, whatever you are going through, there is a scripture that captures your experience and has the answer, the outcome of your experience in the scripture. Why is it that sometimes believers don't get breakthroughs and open doors and answers? Simple. They never found the scripture. Are you with me? They never found the scripture. They didn't allow the spirit of God lead them to the scripture. Those scriptures, locked in those scriptures are your testimonies. Praise God. Your victories are locked in those scriptures. That's why I used to share, I, was, I, I thought I have a, a, a series of messages titled Art of Meditation. This year, get it, listen to it. The heart of our interactions with scriptures is meditation. There are many things we do with scriptures. We read scriptures. We read scripture today. The Bible talks about a blessing in reading scriptures. We study scriptures. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing word of truth. So, there's a place for studying the scriptures. Studying the scriptures and reading the scriptures are not the same. Are we together? They're not the same. 
When you study, knowledge comes to you. Understanding comes to you. When you read the scriptures, you know, the Bible talks about the fact that, see, the scriptures were never, the scriptures were written to be read aloud. Hallelujah. A lot of believers don't know that. So, there's a blessing in reading scriptures. That's why in this church, we read scriptures. But, the core of our interaction with scripture is meditation. That was why when Joshua came on the scene, I was afraid about how he was going to succeed. Because he was going to be feeling big shoes. The responsibility in front of him was beyond him. How am I going to... Do you know who Moses is? Moses the prophet? Who can feel his shoes? I was just an errand boy running around for Moses, carrying his bags. How can I feel his shoes? And God called Moses a Joshua by himself and gave him the secret. He said, the way you can feel his shoes. He said, be strong and of good courage. Now, understand something. Let's go further. Do you know that before that time, before God spoke to him, Moses himself had laid hands on Joshua. You read that in Deuteronomy 28. Or the last chapters of Deuteronomy. He laid hands on Joshua and imparted the spirit upon him. The Bible said the spirit of wisdom came upon Joshua because Moses had laid his hands on him. Okay, they had laid hands on him. Why was he still afraid? Are you with me? Why did God not say, my friend, I've laid, come on, go and do the work. No, God didn't tell him like that. God knew that even if they had laid hands on him, he might still fail. Until he comes in contact with the scriptures. This year, you will come in contact with the scriptures. So, God said, come, 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 come. Be strong and of good courage. Be courageous. Be very courageous. He said, but look, this book of the law, Joshua 1, 8, shall not depart out of your mouth. Do you know what that means? Anytime you are talking, talk this word. Amen. Let the word become your language. Thou shalt meditate therein. Now, I know there's a way people read the scripture. And let me tell you how you've always known it. So I'll correct it. Alright? Get that message out of meditation. All of this and more is contained there. Now, it says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. There's a semicolon, right? That means the next thing he's going to say is part of it. But thou shalt meditate. The key thing there is meditate. Everybody say meditate. Meditate therein day and night. Let me tell you how some of you read it. You say, the keys to good success are, number one, meditate. Number two, observe to do. Are you understanding me? Then that shall make your way prosperous and have good success. No, no, no. You missed it. If that's how you defined it, you missed it. That's not what he said. He's saying, the key thing he dropped there is only one thing he's asking you to do, which is meditate. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. How? By meditating. Day and night. When you meditate, what will happen? That thou mayest observe to do. The doing will come because you meditated. Some of you are trying to do. No, don't try to do. Meditate. 
When you meditate, it will provoke you to do. Am I communicating? That thou mayest observe to do. Because you've meditated. Now, there's a difference between Eastern meditation and scriptural meditation. There's a difference between yoga meditation and scripture. This is not talking about yoga here. Scriptural meditation has nothing to do with pictures and positions. It has everything to do with words. Saying words repeatedly until they register. Did you hear me? That's a simple definition. Until they register on your spirit. Until what? They register on your spirit. It's not every scripture you have come in contact with that has registered on your spirit. No. There are many scriptures you have heard. They've not registered on your spirit. They've not. So, you take those scriptures and you keep saying them to yourself until they become part of you. I used to define meditation this way. See, if you take food, if you take chicken and throw it in your mouth and chew it and spit it out, do you get the nutrients in your blood? You don't. Maybe you didn't hear me well. I say it again. You take meat or fish no matter how nutritious it is, you throw it in your mouth. You chew, 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 chew. But you don't swallow. You spit it out. Do you get the nutrients of that meal in your blood? No. So you might have had the tastes of the meal, but you didn't get the energy that the meal supplies. That's what happens when you take a scripture and you didn't meditate on it. You know what happened? You got the taste of it. Oh, this scripture is sweet too. Ah, this scripture is sweet. Arise, shine. Woo. But for the scripture to get into your system, it has to be digested. Meditation is that digestion. For you to digest something, you will chew it. And then the process begins. Sometimes, I think we're told, is it two to four hours it takes for a meal to properly digest? Is that so? Then it gets into your bloodstream. That beans becomes part of your body. It becomes part of your, whatever your name is. It becomes you. Amen. That's how you get the word into you. It becomes you. Are we together? Sometimes it takes time. And if you are someone that doesn't do it regularly, it's, it takes a longer time. But as you become frequent with it, it, it takes a shorter time. Hallelujah. So, this Isaiah chapter 60, the whole chapter, 22 verses, meditate on it. See, I love a statement someone made. He said, there's a time you'll be reading scripture after the scripture starts reading you. There's a time where you are the one paying attention to the scripture. After a while, the scripture starts attending to you. It's meditation that changes the, changes the game. It will, you, it will not be like you are trying to make the scripture work. No, the scripture is making you work. It will show up exactly as it is. Um, okay, let me not go there. It won't come out on time. I want to talk about Isaiah 55. Now, but you see, this is why every believer this year must make a conscious, conscious effort to have a devotional life. Amen. Because you, it gives you time to meditate on scriptures. In the daily devotional, we share all the time. There's a verse of scripture, one verse. Spirit picked. Hallelujah. You take those scriptures, you meditate on it. 
it gets into your blood. Hallelujah. It's, you see, you can, you see, some people try to copy what somebody else did. But some of those people that did the things, they didn't, they didn't mentally figure out the action to take. It just came from inside. I told a story about how when I was a student, I was coming out late at night, or 12 midnight or thereabout, I was coming to a particular junction and robbers jumped out of the place with guns. And then, I didn't know they were going to be there. I didn't plan for them. I didn't, I was not expecting them. Not like I said, in the name of John, when they come, I'm going to do this. No. But meditations over the days and previous years, are you understanding me? Those things have formed something inside you. So, when they got to me and I said, lie down. I was not thinking. That's, that's not what I planned to say. What came up from my mouth? I cannot lie down. When I looked at the floor, it was wet. I said, I cannot lie down. Now, you say, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do the same thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you don't go and do the same thing. Meditate on God's word. Hallelujah. God has more than a million ways to rescue you from a situation. Are you with me? He has more than a million ways to rescue you from a situation. That thing came from inside. And to prove that there's something about it. On another occasion, years after, we had a, a similar experience. We're coming back somewhere. I was single. Uh, my roommate and I were just coming back late at night. I drove into the compound. He oh, helped me open the gate. I drove in. Uh, merely we drove into the place. Some guys followed us in. And moved, moved us to a, a, a flat um, in, in the neighborhood. And then they said, Lie down! Now again, I was not thinking. When we entered the house, everybody went prostrate. Just... What I remember was that I pulled a chair and sat on it. You see, the king is inside. I didn't, it's not like, I said, no, no, I didn't know. No, no, listen, listen. I, you know, it happened so fast. Now, don't think there was no shock. There was shock of, first of all, you know, you know guns you see in movies. I've seen it live. I'll never forget that gun. It's the finest piece I've seen. Silver. Then the moved and said, Lie down. I pulled a chair and sat on it. The brother that was with me pulled a chair and sat close to me. And the one robber said, Okay, no problem, no problem. No problem. He didn't have a problem with it. <laughs> but he had a problem with the others that were raising that. Put your head down! Are you getting me? So you meditate. Glory to God. I don't know how we get here. How do we get here? <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, what I'm trying to say is this Joshua wanted to know how to succeed. And God said, Meditate. You want to know how to succeed this year? Meditate. 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 
don't hear messages and forget them and go about your life, go and hear them again and again. Don't get scriptures. Let me explain something to you. One of the greatest things a preacher does for you, apart from, he's not just praying for you, is giving you scriptures. So, most of the time, as we're mentioning scriptures, some of those scriptures are your miracle in the month of June. They are the thing you need in April. Are, are you understanding me? Those are the scriptures. They are your scriptures. You get those scriptures down. Um, I think it was um, Dick's study Bible. Um, in, in the commentary, where, when they were talking about the difference between the Logos and the Rhema, you know, that's Greek. In English, it's word and word. But in the Greek, there's Logos and Rhema. So, in their definition, they were talking about the Rhema. And they said that the prerequisite for a Rhema word coming is that over time, you have been accumulating Logos from which the Holy Ghost lifts out a word, hallelujah, for a situation. Because that scripture in Ephesians 6, where the Bible talks about, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. The Greek there is, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Rhema. The sword of the Spirit there was such that, it didn't say the sword of your human spirit. It's the sword of the Holy Spirit. As though, when you are in the battle, the Holy Ghost dips his hand and brings out that word from your spirit, amen, and throws it at the situation. Are you understanding me? And gets victory for you. But sometimes there is no word. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Because you've not been accumulating logos. Amen. Are you understanding me? That's why sometimes it takes a longer time for a Rema word to come. Are you understanding? You are praying. It's taking a long time. You're taking a long time. You're taking a long time. Why? Those scriptures have not come. Listen to me. There's no experience you will meet that God does not prepare you for. As long as the leadings of God, God let you come for this program, go, go for that meeting, go. You've been coming, you've been coming. What scriptures are coming to you? Some of those scriptures are ammunition. Paul was speaking, he called it the armor of lights. So you keep getting, you're getting those scriptures. One day, you'll be amazed. Oh, I remember the story of a woman. I heard that story somewhere in 1995. A lady, you know, she was on the street. And that period in her life, she was meditating on Psalm 91. He that dwells in the secret of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the mighty. Then he gets to the part where it talks about, under your wings shall I trust, or something like that. She was meditating on those scriptures, meditating on those scriptures. I don't even know why she was. She was just meditating on those scriptures. Then one day, she was somewhere on the street, and a robber snatched her bag and started running. She waved her hand. It's Psalm 91 that was in her heart. But because of how fast it happened, she couldn't start by saying, He that dwelleth. She just shouted, Wings! 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 The robber fell. The bag fell from his hand. When he stood up, he didn't go back for the bag. He ran away. Are you understanding me? Wings is Rema. That's the word the Holy Ghost gave her. There are some things people don't understand about the Rema word and the Logos. See, a rema is condensed logos. Are you understanding me? What I mean? What do I mean? What do I mean? Now, a one rema word could be a compression of five scriptures. Are you understanding me? It could be a compression of five scriptures. You know, sometimes people hear us say some things we say. You see, a man of God, maybe we were praying for the sick. We say, lose. In that one lose, <laughs> there are many scriptures inside it. Amen. Are you understanding me? 
There are many scriptures inside that statement. It's a remnant to us. It's in studying scriptures, it compounded to lose. When Jesus looked at that man that had his ears then blocked, um, I wanted to stop the man's ears. He said, A father! A father is not a father. A father is not the key. Are you understanding me? Inside the father is I am the Lord. Amen. Inside the father is by stripes you are healed. Inside the father is Satan lose him, let him go. Are you understanding me? It's a combination of several scriptures. We hear the story, we're hearing of Bishop David Rickbaugh's testimony some years ago. Where he talked about how he was reading, I think, Gloria Copeland's book on prosperity. After reading the book and reading the book, he stood up and shouted, I can never be poor. That's Rema. Inside can never be poor. All the scriptures about prosperity are inside it. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? All the scriptures on prosperity are inside it. When we come and declare, I'm in the million flow. There are many scriptures inside it. Laura Thompson taught the body of Christ, money comets, money comets. Some people are angry with it. Be angry, oh. It is combination of several scriptures that came out in one sentence. See, most of the time, what people don't understand is this. When a word for the year is given, there are some things, even as pastors, I'm a minister of the gospel, there are some things that are my rema. It might be used around the body of Christ. You understand that? And then we'll come and say, first time miracles. Are you understanding me? That's Rema. It's a combination of many scriptures. Are you understanding me? In several meditations, it was condensed and the Holy Ghost gave it as first time miracles. So when I declare it over you, it's fire. Are you understanding me? When we say the big shoe. Are you getting me? Autopilots. When you hear all those, that's Rema. Praise God. There's several scriptures together that come as one statement. The Bible talks about groanings which cannot be uttered. Then there's a time he gives you utterance. Are you understanding me? So that one word you are speaking is the utterance the Holy Ghost gave you. That explains the whole situation. You know, sometimes you see, all of ministers, we don't all minister in the same way. We don't all minister in the same way. Alright? Now, you might see a minister laying hands on, the, uh, on people, and then you just say, glory, 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 glory. Are you understanding? It's not, it's not that when you say glory, the same thing will happen. In his own glory is the condensation of all the scriptures that made him arrive that is glory that you are receiving. So I say, take it, take it, take it, take it. Inside that, take it. <laughs> Amen. Are you understanding me? Are, are you getting something? So, meditate. Your car is in Isaiah 60. Your spouse is in Isaiah 60. Your A as a student is in Isaiah 60. Your new house is in Isaiah 60. <laughs> that new level is in Isaiah 60. This is see, my job is to supply you with the scripture of the hour. Then you go and meditate. Now, our light has come. He said, Your light, your light, your light has come. Your your own light has come. Glory to God. Now, I, I was sharing on, on um, 31st night, I believe, 
And I was explaining to you that um, in the Hebrew writings, okay, especially in the Psalms, when the first verse of a Psalm is cited, it indicates it's dealing with the whole chapter. Hallelujah. Are we together? So, most times what happens at the bottom of the chapter is as a result of the first statement that was made. That first statement is like the anchor statement. So here in this scripture, it's the same thing in Isaiah 60. Where it said that, Arise, shine. Why? Your light has come. The key thing there is that light. Amen. The key thing there is the light. The light is the key thing. The light is the key thing. It has come. Now, because your light has come, the last verse, verse 22 says, This is what light will produce in our midst. A little one shall become a thousand. A small one shall become a strong nation. Why? Because light has come. That means that, hey, 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 there will be multiplication. Because light has come. There will be empowerment because light has come. The one that was small is now a strong nation. Oh, this means that the light will produce institutions in our midst. Are you, are you getting the picture now? Conglomerates will be born because light has come. Say, my light has come. Glory to God. Your light has come. Your light has come. Your light has come. Look, I was reading to you from Isaiah 59. And I was explaining to you that in Isaiah 59, he was preparing them for what will happen in Isaiah 60. In the 59th chapter, one of the verses, he now said, hey, but we wait for light. That means at that point, they were still waiting for light. They were groping in darkness, waiting for light. Now the prophet comes and says, hey, stop waiting. Your light has come. So today, you were waiting for light. You couldn't do what you wanted to do. You couldn't go where you wanted to go. You couldn't achieve what you wanted to achieve. Hey, I stand to announce to you, your light has come. Your light has come. Your light has come. Your light has come. It's not on the way. It has arrived. It has come. Now, sit down. I have a message titled, After the Lights. Alright? After the Lights is several years back. I believe that um, it will help you too. I've mentioned the messages I'm mentioning. Go and get them. And I was explaining something about light. I was explaining something. About that Isaiah 60 verse 1. The Bible talks about corresponding action. It was a corresponding action. In the New Testament, the New Testament highlights three kinds of works. Works of the flesh which are contrary to grace. Are you understanding me? Works that are human efforts to impress God or to get something from God and it's contrary to the grace teaching. But the New Testament also teaches works that has to do with service toward God. Hallelujah. As Hebrews 6 talks about that God is not unrighteous to forget our work and labor of love. He's talking about serving God. Alright? And that's correct. But there's a third kind of works which deals with works of faith. Hallelujah. Are we together? Works of faith 
corresponding action. It means that you are acting because of the word of God that you have received. Are we together? It's different from trying to get God to move. No. Work of faith is that God has moved. You are lining up with his movements. Am I communicating? By his stripes, I'm already healed. So I'm lining up with his healing. I'm not trying to get him to heal me. Amen. Am I communicating? Okay, so let's examine this scripture together now. So it says, Arise, shine, for your light is come. There are a lot of believers that are trying to arise when their light has not come. And if you try to arise when your light has not come, you will not shine. Amen. You are trying to act when a word from God has not come. It's not an action as a result of faith. Me too, I'm going to do. Eh, 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 they are doing business. Me too, I'm going to do the business. As your light come. Has a word from God come. This light here is actually God's word. Amen. How do we know? Look at the last verse of Isaiah 59. Go back. Just the verse before this one is Isaiah 59, the last verse. As for me, my covenant with you. Yeah. As for me, this is my covenant with, you, with them, said the Lord. Look at what he said. My spirits that is upon thee and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart out of your mouth. Nor out of the mouth of your seed, nor out of the mouth of your seed, seed, said the Lord from henceforth and forever. Watch. He talked about his spirit. Everybody say his spirit. And his word. Say his word. Say it again. His spirit. And his word. His spirit. And his word. Isaiah 61. Now. Arise sign. For your light is come. And the glory of the Lord. Is what? Is risen upon you. The light is, this, is the word. The glory is the spirit. Hallelujah. How do we know that? Go to. Romans 6 verse 4. I'll give you two scriptures. Romans 6 4, Romans 8 11. Romans 6 4, it says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. We are buried with Jesus. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead. How? By the glory of the Father. That means it was the glory of God that raised Jesus from the dead. Hallelujah. Amen. He was raised from the dead by what? The glory of the Father. The glory of the Father. Hallelujah. Okay, we don't know who, what the glory of the Father is. But we agree that he was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. So, let's find out what the glory of the Father is. Because the glory of the Father is the glory of God. Amen. That has risen upon us. Is that not so? Romans 8.11 tells us what the glory of the Father is. How? Remember that? What did the glory of the Father do in, Ro- in Romans 6.4? It raised Jesus from the dead. Now the Bible says, But if the Spirit of Him that raised Jesus... Raise up Jesus from the dead. Oh, what raised him from the dead was the Spirit. And the Spirit referred to as what? The glory of the Father. Hallelujah. Are we together? And that glory is risen upon you. Amen. Are we together? So the moment your light comes, the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Are we together? Go back to Isaiah. So arise, shine, for your light is come. So your light coming is the reason why you are arising. But listen to me. He had to tell them that 
They didn't seem to know that their light had come. So they were still sitting down. They were still relaxed. There's a translation that says, Get up! Hallelujah! <laughs> oh, I say to every business, Get up! <laughs> I say to every pastor, Get up! I say to every student, Get up! I say to every family, Get up! <laughs> Your light has come. Another way of putting it is, Hey! Your light has come. Do something with it. <laughs> That's another way of saying it. That do something with that light. Your light has come. Do something with it. Do something with it. Glory to God. Say, My light has come. <laughs> Sit down. The moment light comes, God's people must arise. That means they must act on that light. It is when they act on that light that they shine. Are we together? Acting on that light is what makes them shine. If the light has come and they don't arise, they will not shine. They will not shine. He said, the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Give me verse 2. Let me just show you something. Remember, please go back to one. Let me just show you something. Which light? Say, your light. Say, your light. That means the light you were waiting for. Are we together? The light you were waiting for. Not the light. Your light. The light you were waiting for. Are we together? It has come. Go to verse 2. It now says, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. That means the experience others are having. It's not the experience you will have in 2017. Alright? So, darkness will cover the earth and the people. But the Lord shall rise upon you. Amen. And His glory shall be seen upon thee. Now, His glory will be seen. means that what is happening in your life, you're not the only one that will say, I know I'm going to do something mighty. You know, it's others that will be saying, God is doing something mighty in your life. Listen, let me speak over you. His glory shall be seen. The mockers, the mockers will see his glory. He, the mockers will see his glory. His glory shall be seen. It shall be seen upon you. They will say, Hey, see the glory there. See the glory there. See, see, see the glory there. See the glory there. It's upon him. It's upon her. Glory to God. It shall be seen. Verse 3. Now, because the glory is seen, because it can be seen, the world does not respond to what they don't see. Listen to me. The world does not respond to what they don't see. The world moves by sight. We walk by faith, but they walk by sight. So they have to see something for them to move. And so because they have seen the glory upon you, those Gentiles will come to your light. They will come to your light. Because they can see it. Ha ha ha. They can see it. So they will come to your lights. Gentiles will come to your lights. Oh, oh, a translation says nations. Nations. Nations will come to your lights. Foreign nations will come to your lights. It means that your, your light will be seen from afar. Hallelujah. That means the same thing that happened to Jesus is happening to you. The wise men from the east saw his star. 
They saw it from afar and they start following his star. They will follow your star this year. Some of you on Facebook, they will see your star on Facebook. Some of you, they will see your star. Are you, are you getting me? They will follow it. Wise men from the east, they saw his star and they followed him. Gentiles are coming to your light. Since the light has come and since it can be seen, they are coming to your light. Gentiles are coming to your light. Renaissance Assembly, Gentiles are coming to your light. They are coming from all over the place. Suddenly, my eyes opened and I was seeing a vision. People were facing a particular direction in the vision. This afternoon, they were facing a direction in the vision. And then I saw all of them turn their face towards us. While I was still looking, they started coming. First, they turned. You know the way you turn when fire is burning somewhere? Everybody turned. Then all of a sudden, they started coming. Now, in the vision, I was like, if all these people come here, where will we keep them? Are you understanding me? But they were coming. I saw them. I saw them. I saw them. They turned. They started seeing our lights. And they started coming. Gentiles are coming to your lights. Foreign nations who had never heard of you, never known you, are coming to your lights. With the way they are coming, there are so many coming. Their king started asking, what is happening there? <laughs> are you understanding me? The rulers, the kings, the people in authority started asking, where are all these people going to? Then they said, we are going to that light. Then they, they studied the lights more. Then they started coming to the brightness of your rising. Are we together? They started coming too. Say, Gentiles are coming to my lights. Kings! You know, kings don't move anyhow. They do their work. They do their investigations. Then they come. You will see kings in this house. In this year 2017. They are coming to our rising. People in high places. People in positions of authority. They are coming to our rising. They are coming to your rising. Your day of recognition is here. This year is your hour of recognition. You are that city set on the hill. You cannot be hid. All eyes see you. All eyes see you. All eyes see you. All eyes see you. you. The glory of God is resting upon you. And it can be seen. (laughs) Light attracts. Light attracts. You are attracting attention this year. <laughs> Light attracts. Light attracts. You are attracting attention this year. I speak to those of you on this road. Light attracts. You are attracting attention this year. 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 The herds are turned in your direction. There's no better place to go than where you are. 
Le poto sopra tia. Me le bon broto sopra tia talabande. Me le bon sopra tia talabande ST. Je prête zondo bondo bredia. Le zoprende katu sopra tia. La patende e pretese pretia. Malanda plato sopra gadia talabando le boso. Me le bon regados bregadia talabasa. The Bible spoke about John the Baptist. The scripture said about John the Baptist. I believe it was the fifth chapter of John of the book of John. He said he was a burning and a shining light. And then Jesus said, You were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. People are coming to rejoice in your light. They are coming to rejoice in your light. <laughs> People came to see with, uh, Solomon's wisdom. They came from far countries. From far countries to see the wisdom of an unsaved man that was in a covenant. Much more you. Much more you. African nations are coming here. Asian nations are coming to you. European nations are coming to you. South American nations are coming to you. North American nations are coming to you. Listen to me. They are coming from everywhere. Because they see your lights. They see your lights. Leerando Sophia. To the brightness of your, of your rising. To the brightness of your rising. Oh, we give you praise. We'll give you glory. La patron bregadum bregadum bregadia telebom bregadiske. La patron de bron doble disque protoso. Raten de bron bregadia talite bron bregadie. La patron de bron bregadus bregadia telebron bregadiske. Our light has come. If you're praying, pray. Our light has come. We give you praise. Our light has come. Our light has come. Your sick days are over. Your broke days are over. Your dark days are over. Your days of struggles are over. Your light has come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. 
A little one has become a thousand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lift your hands. When the year ends in 2017, it will be fulfilled that a little one has become a thousand. A small one has become a strong nation. The verses in Isaiah 60 will show up in your house. They will show up in your office. Pastors, they will show up in your ministry. Literal, literally, the verses in Isaiah 60, you will say, see it. It has happened. Tonight, by the word of the Lord, I bring you on board the Isaiah 60 boats. By the word of the Lord, I bring you on board the Isaiah 60 ship. You are sailing on Isaiah 60. You meet different junctions on your way, different points. You come to the place. Ah, this is where they said that the abundance of the seas have been converted to me, and the forces of the Gentiles have been released to me. You will keep coasting along. You will get to the place where you say, Oh, this is where they said strangers will build our walls. You will be sailing, sailing, sailing. You will get to the place where they say, Oh, this is where they said our gates shall never be shut. They will continually be open. You will get to that point. I bring you into the experience of Isaiah 60. I bring your family into the Isaiah 60 experience. I bring every business represented here into the Isaiah 60 experience. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. You have entered. You have entered. You have entered. The Isaiah 60 experience. You have entered. Say, I'm in it. Say again, I'm in it. Say, I'm in the Isaiah 60 experience. 
Glory to God. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Thank you so much.